0: to speak to you and share his heart that he is Jehovah Shammah that he is the Lord who is here that he is the Lord who is always present with you his heart is for you his sweetness is for you You are beautiful in His sight. So today we're going to understand that He is present, that we are in His presence, that He is present with us. He is here, beloved. He is here. The, The phrase... God is here, was first used in the last chapter of Ezekiel. The last verse, the Lord is here, or the Lord is there. And it's the term Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. So we're going to start in Ezekiel 43. The first verse Then the man brought me to the gate facing east, and I saw the glory of the Lord. Beloved, He is not hidden from you. He has given you the glory. Jesus has given you the glory that the Father has given Him. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. You are His temple. You are his temple. You are his temple. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And And I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters. And the land was radiant with his glory. He intends for you to be radiant with his glory. He actually sees you as radiant with his glory. Thank you, Father. The vision I saw, verse 3, was like the vision I had seen when he came to destroy the city, and like the visions I had seen by the Kibar River, and I fell face down. The glory of the Lord entered the temple. The glory of the Lord entered the temple through the gate facing east. Then the Spirit lifted me up. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court. You have been invited into the inner court of your father. He is making you a beautiful bride for Jesus. You are invited into the inner court the very presence of God the holy of holies the glory of the lord entered the temple through the gate facing east then the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court and the glory of the lord filled the temple say the glory of the lord fills my temple all glory unto you. All glory unto you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Beloved, this is us. This is us. We are the temple of the Lord. You are the temple of the Lord. His presence is with you. His presence is in you. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a picture of the New Testament. Of course, this is forever and ever in all eternity, but this is also a picture of the New Testament believer, the saints of God, the children of God, the beloved of God, those who have made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. Thank you what promises you hold for us, Lord God. Thank you for the way you see us, Lord God. Thank you that we are precious in your sight, This is our destiny forever and ever and ever. What do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? What's your answer, beloved? Nothing. Nothing. God is with us. God is in us. Jesus. In us. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, this... This idea was reaffirmed in Emmanuel, Christ, with us, right? Right? So you have this, as a born-again believer, you have this indwelling, ever-present Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the testimony of Jesus, beloved, in you, dwelling in you, for you, never against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah ever-present, the Holy Spirit is in our midst. Say, I am dwelling in the midst of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. He is the presence of Christ. Holy Spirit is the presence of Christ dwelling in you. John fourteen sixteen. This is Jesus speaking. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. But you know him. As a believer on Jesus, you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. These are the words of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus. Will you accept the words of Jesus? He will be in you. Say, he is in me. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now this is before the ascension. So now what? He has come. He has come. He has come to live in you. Has come to live in you. He has come to us in all truth. He has come in all we need to do. Is trust in him, trust in Jesus, and rest in him. This will be your day of rest. If you haven't done so already, you are entering into the lifelong rest of God. Say that. Hallelujah. I rest in Jesus. He has come in all glory and he gives us his glory in the face of Jesus, in the face of Jesus. Whatever his character is, the very character of God, his peace, his joy, his truth, he gives it to you in all fullness. His kindness, his gentleness, his peace, his rest, his direction, his protection. We go through these seasons in our lives, beloved, in the natural, when it seems as though we are weary, in the natural, in the natural, these seasons in the natural where we might feel weary or we might feel uncertain about things in the natural, right? And he is still there. Do not think because you are might be going through a weary time or an uncertain time that he is not there with you, right there with you, near you. We just need to fall into the loving arms of Jesus and rest in the peace that he gives. He is your helping hand. He is your guiding light. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He is the light that shines in the darkness in every place where you need his help. In every situation in your lives, he is there shining his beautiful light for you to see. He is beckoning you. He is beckoning you, beloved. Matthew 18 Verse 12. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? Now, I'm not saying you've wandered. But this shows us Jesus is talking here about those who have wandered off and that he will go after them. He will go after and bring them back. Beloved, if that's how he feels about those who have wandered off, does he not feel the same about you? Does he not feel the same about you? Oh, beloved, if we could only know, and we can know, the heart of Jesus. This is really a parable about the heart of Jesus. We see his heart. In this parable, we see his heart for every single one of us. So when we have trials, when we go through the trials of life, when we go through the wanderings of life, when we go through the questionings of life, when we go through the uncertainties of life, when we go through attacks, from the enemy. Jesus is always here. He is always here to gather us close to his heart, to his bosom, to keep us safely in his care, to carry us in his arms, to carry us in his arms so that we are held in his presence. You are held in the very presence of God. Psalm 145, verses 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich, rich, rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Beloved, his heart is compassion for you. Compassion for you. Psalm 145, 13 through 20. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful. Faithful. Faithful, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. He is loving toward you. Listen to this. This is such a beautiful psalm. The Lord upholds all those who fall. Beloved, when you fall, that's not the time to condemn yourself or to criticize yourself. The Lord upholds. I'm reading the scripture. This is not me just like patting you on the head. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Beloved, all we need to do is look to him and rest in him. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. He's made you, beloved. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth, he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. Beloved, what do you desire today? What do you desire today? Share that with the Lord. Give that to him. He fulfills the desires of all those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. What a good God we serve. What a wonderful father we have. This is the God who loves you. This is your Father. This is your Father. This is his heart for you, beloved. At times, you know, we become so busy (coughs) fulfilling the law in our own lives or the things that we think we need to fulfill in our own lives, and we forget that God is there to sustain us through every season. He promises us his presence. Life with Jesus is not about rules and regulations. It's about a free-flowing love back and forth where he does not withhold his presence from you. He does not withhold his presence from you. We are, we are not sustained in this world by our own works. We never could be. God has given us his love, his grace, his mercy. God has made us the right his righteousness in Christ, through Christ, not through you, not through all the Tally marks that you can tally up in your life. He has given you His righteousness. He has given you His sustenance. He has given you His covering in Jesus. Oh, how wonderful, how beautiful that really is. He has covered you. Jesus shed his blood that was his that is his love covenant with you he shed his blood because of his love for you it is his love covenant you walk in a covenant of love from the lord from your father he took everything that we thought that we needed to strive for in this world so that we could prove our own worth or prove our own value. You understand what I'm saying in this life? And he took that and he nailed it to the cross. Do you understand what I'm saying? The things that you think where you have to prove yourself or find yourself worth or give yourself credit or value, That has been nailed to the cross in the blood of Jesus and you stand righteous with God in the blood. I hope you understand that. He has given you his worth in the blood. He loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. No different. There's no difference there He loves you just as much. Jesus' value has been imputed to you. Do you get that? Jesus came to allow us to rest from worldly strivings. Worldly strivings. All those little tally marks that each one of us, and don't say you don't do it, each one of us, that we take those little tally marks, and we're somehow trying to figure out whether or not we've measured up, whether we've done enough. And we tally. We, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying that you're ever gonna do this ever again, but <laughs> in the past, I'm sure, subconsciously even, that you have tallied things to determine whether or not you've done enough to make your life of value. Am I preaching to the air? Okay. So God told Moses that he would send his presence with him. Moses said that he didn't want to go on if if the Lord was not going to be present with him. And the Lord said that he was going to go with him. Exodus 33, 14, the Lord replied, listen please, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Beloved, it is time to rest in the presence of God. We need to rest in the presence of God. Jesus tells every believer in the New Testament that he has come to give them rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am Gentle. I am gentle. Jesus is so gentle with you, beloved. A bruised reed he will not break. He comes in gentleness. For I am gentle and humble of heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you will find rest for your souls. Your souls your mind, your will, your emotions. When you feel your mind racing or your emotions seem tangled up or in, with your own will, you don't know which way to go. Jehovah Shammah is here. His presence is Is here. Jesus says to you, trust in my heart for you. Trust in my heart for you. Trust in my heart for you. I will bring you to a place of rest. I will bring you to a place of rest where you feel my gentleness, where you feel my peace. Thank you, Lord. For my yoke is easy, verse 30, and my burden is light. You know, Paul finally saw the imperfection of the law and his worldly religious strivings when he ran into the heart of Jesus. He ran into the very heart of Jesus on the road to Damascus. He thought he was doing a good thing. And when we truly, when Paul truly met Jesus, he realized that his worldly works meant nothing and that he could never earn the heart of Jesus. It was a totally different heart than he had understood to that point in time. And that day, he discovered God's heart. And that's all the Father wants you to do. He wants you to discover his heart for you. He wants you to know his heart for you. At that moment, when, when Paul saw the heart of Jesus, all his striving changed. His whole life changed. You could have been saved for years, but you've never really allowed the heart of Jesus to saturate you, the goodness. You've never allowed yourself to believe in the goodness of God. You've maybe not allowed yourself to believe that you are worthy of his love. You've never allowed yourself to believe that there isn't more that you need to be doing all the time to earn his love for you. You see, none of that could be further from the truth. Philippians 3.8, when, when Paul met Jesus, the love of Jesus, all his striving changed. His direction, his entire direction in life changed. His entire thought process changed. Everything changed, everything changed because he was willing to accept the love of Jesus. Philippians 3, 8 and 9. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. Knowing Christ, knowing, knowing, knowing Christ. Our goal is to know his heart. Christ, who is the love of the Father present with you. The love of the Father present with you. At a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. That's where the Lord wants you to be found. He wants you to understand his love for you. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. See that? See that? But that which is through faith in Christ, faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. There is a rest in him, in that faith in Christ that is meant for us. Beloved, it changes everything. God's heart for us is to receive the love that he has poured out in the finished work of Christ. The finished, finished work of Christ. Christ. So beloved, when we rest in Christ, by faith in his love for us, we meet the true Jesus. You are here to meet the true Jesus in your lives. When we understand that he is present with us at all times, he never leaves you, never forsakes you, our whole world changes. Everything about us changes. He poured out his love for you so that you can find soul rest, S-O-U-L, soul rest. And we should also say S-O-L-E, soul rest in him, because that's the only place we can find it. That's the only place you'll ever find rest. So we have Jehovah Shammah. And he is not a harsh taskmaster, beloved. He is not a slave driver, beloved, but a loving father with you at all times. Exodus 3, 7 and 8. Speaking to Moses, God said this. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. Okay, what is the Egypt? Turn it over right now. What is the Egypt? What is the difficulty? What is the uncertainty? What is the dryness? See? What is the Egypt? Lord, right here and now. I'm I'm putting this into your hands and I'm never gonna pick it up again. Think of it. Think of what it is. I'm serious. This will be a, a moment of deliverance for you. Whatever that is, Lord, I place it into your hands. I give it to you. You will turn my Egypt into a promised land. Whatever that Egypt is. I have heard them crying out because of their slave driver. Sometimes the slave is our attitude. Sometimes the slave is our perception. Sometimes the slave is our being so hard and critical of ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes. And that's something we need to hand over to him. Criticism of our own work, criticism of our own heart, criticism of our own walk. Sometimes that's the slave driver. That's the accuser, is what that is, of the brethren. Let me tell you, the blood of Christ has silenced the accuser. You have complete authority never to listen to the accuser in your life ever again because of the blood of Jesus. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned. I am concerned. I am concerned about their suffering. I have come down to rescue them. He has come. He is your rescue. He has come to rescue you from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land. Say, my Lord has brought me up out of that land of Egypt and into a good and spacious land, into his good and spacious land, into his promised land for me, into his land of milk and honey for me, a land flowing with milk and honey. His design is for you to flow in streams of milk and honey. Get a vision of that, beloved, in your hearts, in your minds, in your hearts. That you will flow in a land in streams of milk and honey from the Lord. And, And not a dry and weary land. You are not destined for a dry and weary land. We do not have to live in a dry and weary state. We do not have to live in a fearful state. The presence of God is for you. Isaiah 54.10 Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace removed says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Psalm 86, 5. You are forgiving and good, O Lord. Forgiving and good. Abounding in love to all who call on you. Beloved, we just need to call on him. We just need to know that he's present with us. God's voice is calling you today. He is calling you today not to close you out because of all your mistakes or short things that you feel are shortcomings, but to call you into his presence, his loving heart for you. He is beckoning you. He is coming after you to hold you close to his bosom. He is calling us, listen, he is calling us to step into Mount Zion with him. He is calling you to step into the Mount of Transfiguration with him. Beloved, that is a glorious thought. That is such a glorious thought. That is such a glorious gift. that he has called you to the mountain of transfiguration with him in his presence, transfigured by his presence. A whole new life, a whole new state, a whole new everything. He is calling us. He has invited each one of us into his glory. Do you get that? Do you see that? Into his very presence. He he desires that. He has come to surround you and live in you with his presence. And all we need to do is just keep our eyes and our hearts transfixed on his eyes, his face, His heart for us. Oh, beloved, if you only knew my heart for you. Oh, beloved, if you only knew the fullness of my heart for you, says the Lord. Oh, beloved, if you would only see yourselves the way that I have seen you, transfigured by my love. Please see yourself transfigured by my love, the way that I have seen you. Please see yourself transformed. Please see yourself through the blood as I see you through the blood. Please see yourself in the glory I have given. says the Lord. He has invited you He has invited you, he has invited you to experience his presence here. The purity of his love here. We have the same invitation that the disciples had, the three disciples on that Mount of Transfiguration, it's no different. Matthew 17, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There, was, there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Yes, Lord, it is good for me to be in your presence. Yes, Lord, thank you that you have shed your goodness and your sweetness upon me because you have come so that I could be present with you. Hallelujah. If you wish, this is the the disciple continuing to talk. If you wish, I will put up three shelters one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. He is saying the same to you and I today, beloved. It is good for us to be together. Stay transfixed on me, for I am transfixed on you. The Lord says that to you today. I am transfixed on you. So beloved, step into that transfiguration. You see, what was Peter focused on? Peter was focused on building. Peter was focused on the work. Should I build you three shelters? That's not where the heart of Jesus is for you, beloved. The Father is focused on your very heart. What do you need? He is focused, he is transfigured on your heart. Jesus is his heart. Jesus is his heart for you. That's why he sent him so that we could see him so that we can know the love of Christ for us, so that we can know the Father's love for us. He's saying, listen to my heart. Jesus is my heart. Jesus is my heart. Listen to Jesus. Listen to my heart. Listen to my son. He wants so much for us to understand his heart for us. See the glory that I have for you in him. See the transfiguration that I have for your life in him. Not worrying about building the shelters. I'm your shelter. I am your shelter. God is speaking to us with his voice, his heart of excellent glory his excellent presence 2 Peter 1:16 We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty He has come to make you an eyewitness of his majesty For he received honor and glory from God the Father. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice. You get to hear this voice. You get to hear this, beloved. That came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. See that? Do you see that? You can hear his voice from heaven today. Every day, his voice in your inner being, you can hear him. He is beckoning you up to the mountain of his excellent glory. Beloved, he is speaking to you today, to me today, with the very same voice of excellent glory through Holy Spirit. He speaks to us, spirit to spirit. And his intent for us today is to dwell in his sacred mountain presence. That sacred mountain transfiguration presence Experience hearing his voice from his majestic glory for you. That's how he speaks to you. There is power that comes into your life when he speaks to you, there is power that comes to your life when you just bask in his presence. All the striving just vanishes. It vanishes. We hear his voice of love for us so that we can dwell in his rest for us, in his love, in his presence, and we can be transfigured, ceasing from the strivings of this world and works, and trying always to measure up, and trying to constantly tally up our lives. And more often than not, when we get out those little tally marks, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Unfortunately, what most people are doing is finding all the things that are wrong with themselves. (laughs) That is so not how Jesus sees you. That is so not how the Father evaluates you. He has invited you into the miraculous. It's an open door. It is an open door. He has invited you into the miraculous with him. He has invited you to walk on the water with him. And all that self-doubt, all that self-doubt, all that I should, I would, I could have. We we need to get rid of that, beloved, because it's not in his language. And when we step out into the miraculous with him and we falter, have, have any of you ever done that and faltered? Yeah, we falter. Guess what? He's there to pick you up. He's there to give you a hand. He's there to pull you up out of waters that are too deep. That's what he's there for. He's not going to come over and push you down into the water and drown you He's not he's not a sink or swim god. How many of you heard that in your life growing up? You do not serve a sink or swim god. He has invited you into the miraculous. And when a situation seems too strong for you, he's there. He's there. He has invited us to swim in the river of life with him. Have you ever thought of swimming with God? Have you ever thought of swimming in the river of life with God? Well, I would love you to start thinking about that. (laughs) I really would. He, He would. He would love that. Matthew 14, verse 25. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, immediately, immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord. Now, Jesus just said, if it is I, right? (laughs) Look what Peter says. Lord, if it's you. (laughs) Oh, he understands you, beloved. He totally understands you. Lord, if it's you replied Peter, tell me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come, come, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. He reached out his hand and caught him. Do not fear. Step into the water. Step into the river. Go swimming with Jesus. Step into the miraculous. The windows are open, the door is open. The Holy Spirit says, come, come, come into my presence. It is good that we are here. He did not, Jesus did not let Peter, even though, even though he goes on to say, you have little faith, Jesus did not, because of that little faith, allow Peter to drown. He didn't do it. He reached out. He reached out. He didn't say, when you get a little stronger, when your faith is a little bit bigger, I'm going to heal you. We've got it all wrong, beloved. If that's the way we think, we've got it all wrong. When you do a little better, I can do something. I can work with that then. See, we've got it all wrong. If that's the way we're thinking. You have little faith. See, Jesus knew that. But he didn't condemn him. He didn't leave him in a doomed situation. You need to grow up a little bit. Even though Peter's faith was small, he reached out and caught him And lifted him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Rest. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, the Son of God is present with us, beloved. He has come to calm your storm. He has come to lift you up out of the waves. Jesus, all Jesus wanted was for Peter to just step out and walk into the realm of the miraculous. Just a heart posture, beloved. And he stepped out. Step out in the deep. Jesus is ready to save you and assist you. He is present in the deep. He was already there. Jehovah Shammah. The God who is there, our God who is there. Isaiah 43, 1. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by my name. You are mine. Every believer in Christ. This is speaking. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, your Savior. Say my Savior. Savior. When we stray, beloved, when we have doubts or concerns or uncertainties, he is the shepherd that will always come after you. He is the good shepherd that will always come after you. He will fight your battles. I'm so glad I have a new understanding that he still fights our battles even though the work of Christ is finished. He's here fighting for you every day. I'm so glad that all that old teaching is gone. You have a God who fights for you. Exodus 14.13 Moses answered the people do not be afraid stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. Beloved, if you need something in your life, say that, believe that in your heart today. The place where you need deliverance, you will never see that Egypt again. Come on. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You see, God wants us to see His goodness. God wants us to see his sweetness toward us. God wants us to believe in his rescue for us, in his loving heart for us. He has silenced the accuser, and he will not listen to the words of Satan. He will not listen to condemnation or those who try to ridicule. He will not listen on your behalf to that. We only need to trust in God's heart for us and his presence with us. This is an entering in, beloved. This is a given gift. It is just, come on, enter in with me. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Just, just enter in. My presence is here. It's not a get up and do. Do this. Do, 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 do. More, 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 more. He is here, Jehovah Shama. He is everywhere you need him to be. He goes before you. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's the banner that goes before you. He is present and you can touch him. You can touch Jesus. You get to touch Jesus. You get to see the face of Jesus. He is here to carry you. He is here to hold you. He holds you in the palm of his hand. That's scripture. His presence and his anointing are with you always. 1 John two twenty-seven, the amplified classic. But as for you and me, the anointing, listen to this, the sacred appointment, the sacred appointment, He has a sacred appointment for all of us. The unction which you received from him abides permanently in you. Is that good news? That is is wonderful. How wonderful! How marvelous is my Savior's love for me. How wonderful, how marvelous is my Savior's love for me, me. How beautiful, How glorious Is my Savior's love for me How beautiful How glorious Is my Savior's love for me How holy How worthy are you lovely to my heart. How sweet you are. How kind you are because of your precious love for me. How wonderful how beautiful is my savior's love for me how glorious why aren't you singing how priceless is my savior's love for me how precious how wonderful is the deliverance he gave to me. Anybody else got anything they want to sing? You are so beautiful. You are so wonderful. How can my heart ever understand? You are so glorious. You are so worthy, please show my heart that I may know. I don't really understand how we can stop singing of the beauty of our Lord. He is so wonderful. He is so beautiful. My heart just wants to explode for him. He is so lovely. He is so gracious, kind beyond anything I can see. He is so gentle. He is so kind. He is the lover of my soul. How can we ever stop praising him? He is so wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. He's amazing beyond all belief. He is so kind, the beauty of his face. The beauty of his face, he's looked upon me. How could I ever desire anything else? YOU ARE SO WONDERFUL, YOU ARE SO GLORIOUS, THERE'S NOT ONE LIKE YOU ON THE EARTH. ANYONE ELSE? HALLELUJAH, 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 HALLELUJAH. I THINK I WAS SOMEWHERE, AT ANY RATE. God has shined his love in our hearts. The knowledge of Christ, he shined it in our hearts in the face of Jesus. See that? In the face of Jesus. In the face of Jesus. I just loved that that one, two two verses that talked about the face of God. The face of God. He does not withhold himself from us, beloved. However it is written... No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Ephesians four. But because of his great love for you, for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgression, do you see how he reaches for you? Thank you, Lord. That when You didn't wait for me. That when I was dead in transgression, when I was dead in transgression, you came to me. You made me alive in you. You took that transgression and you gave me your life. It is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Jesus, with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that, so that, in order that for you, coming ages, he might show, show, show the incomparable riches He has incomparable riches of his grace. In the Aramaic, it says there, his sweetness. The incomparable riches of his sweetness expressed in his kindness. Expressed in his kindness. He is kind toward you in Christ Jesus. His kindness. Lord, you know, beloved, we need to be kind. If, if you can't be anything else, just be kind. Just walk around and say, I am going to be kind. You will be blessed for that. When you come into situations and you want to do something else, and you just say, I'm going to be kind. Jehovah Shammah is here. He is present with us. He is present us. He has revealed his glory to us in the face of Jesus. It is his heart for you to experience his glory, to know his love and his glory. I have given them, Jesus is saying, Jesus said in the scripture, I have given them the glory that you have given me. Isaiah 40, verse 5 And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all mankind together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. You see, God is not withholding. He is a Father who brings you into his presence and glory. He is speaking to us today, and he is saying, I am with you. Fear not, fear not. Fear not. I am present to help you. I am present to comfort you. I am present to show you my love and my mercy and my grace and my glory. Hallelujah. You are my beloved child. Amen. So that's what I feel like the Lord wanted me to share with you today. You have Jehovah Shammah who is with you at all times. So we're going to take communion. We have open communion here for anyone who is a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not take communion as a ritual. If you need the elements for communion... Raise your hand, and an usher will bring those to you. We do not take communion as a ritual. It is something where we remember, we take the communion meal, remembering what Jesus has done for us, knowing what he has done for us. We sup at the table with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for sacrificing everything so that we could come into communion with you. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. We take of your body today, Lord. So grateful for the sacrifice you made, remembering what you did for us. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed by your stripes. In Jesus' name. I appreciate that you poured out your blood for me for every one of us. I appreciate everything that you went through. And God had victory in mind. Because you did it all for us. You did it all for me. And you went to hell and defeated every darkness you resurrected and ascended you've poured out your blood in mercy for me you've poured out your blood in mercy for every one of us we thank you Lord we partake of your blood and we receive your mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, beloved, we're going to receive everyone's tithes and offerings. The Lord instructed me to read Proverbs 3.9 Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. It's provision in every way And it's new wine in the spirit. So we thank you, Lord. Today we come before you and we honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We give our best. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you provide all that we've ever needed. Most of all, Lord, we just thank you for your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, beloved, I just pray in the name of Jesus that we each have a greater understanding of God's love and presence for us. I I pray, I believe that you will walk in his presence and his greater glory day by day, moment by moment. and that he reveals to your heart his great sweetness for you. In Jesus' mighty name. If anyone wants special prayer, I'll be here.